the cause for craving people's approval. We all like to be liked. We like it when people say good things about us. Yes, we like it all when we are giving those affirmations on the social media and even from friends when they leave on a post those affirmations. We like it especially when those praises come from someone we want to be noticed by like our boss, mentor, or significant other. Little else gives us the kind of kick we get from knowing we are seen, appreciated, and celebrated. While it's great to receive affirmation and it can encourage us to spare us on in life, our need for it becomes a problem when it pulls us into a downward spiral of feeling rejected, not good enough, in and insecure about our self-worth every time it's not met. It becomes a problem when our emotions speak and plans based on whether or not we get a thumb up or hear a good job done. It becomes a problem when we end up living for the ground because we are obsessed with what people think about us. It becomes a problem when we start counting and comparing the likes or comparing the approvals on our posts to create and create a lifestyle based solely on what others want to see. While being addicted to likes, while being addicted to affirmations, it's most obvious on social media, it can permeate and affect every area of our lives. Many of us know what it feels like to put ourselves out there, whether it's in our academic performance, careers, or our friendships and relationships, only to have our best effort get seemingly ignored. We end up overwhelmed with self-doubt and self-consciousness, our thoughts going into overdrive, flooding our minds with fears, or letting people down worries about what they might think or say about us and schemes of what we can do to win back their favor. Compelled by our insatiable need to be affirmed, we don't our max playing the nice guy or girl, pretending to be funnier, smarter, more likable, more diligent, or in bid to get our approval fixed and feel better about ourselves. Now, here is the problem with living under the fear of people's opinion. It's a trap 
Proverbs 29 verse 25 tells us, Fearing people is a dangerous trap, like an addiction. The craving for people's approval traps us in a place of compromise where we will do anything to satisfy, to satisfy it. So instead of being led by the voice of the Lord, the one who created us and the one whom we were created for, we end up being led by the voices of insecurity and anxiety that constantly tell us how we need to keep our appearances or on the flip side, change the way we look, act, speak to please others. Did you know that there was someone in the Bible who had a hardcore addiction to lights? His name was Saul, better known as King Saul, the first king of Israel. Now Saul was 100% influenza material. The Bible says this about him when he was anointed king. There was not more, there was no, not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulder upward, he was taller than any of the people. See, First Samuel chapter 9 verse 2. Not only was Saul good looking, but once he was made king, he also proved himself in numerous battles against Israel's enemy and emerged victorious, earning himself a following of loyal men. For many years, Saul ruled over Israel successfully and the people loved him. But Saul had a problem. He wanted everyone to think he was the bomb. Everyone, everywhere. At every moment, Saul wanted the approval of others so badly, he began to build his life and his leadership on their opinions. At first, this wasn't an obvious chink in his armor, but it became glaringly apparent when David, the new kid on the block, showed up on the scene. Saul's blood boiled, Saul's blood boiled when people started singing songs about how he had slain only thousand enemies compared to David, who had slain ten thousand. This was the equivalent of people celebrating David for having 10 times more, more likes than he Saul did. Saul got so upset, jealous, and paranoid that he made David his enemy and tried to pin him to the wall with a spear. Envy and bitterness were the side effects of Saul's addiction to likes. But the real problem came when Saul had to choose between what God wanted and what the people wanted. Whose likes, whose approval will Saul prize? No prizes for guessing who Saul listened to. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, we saw or we see how the Lord told Saul 
to go against the Amalekites. Long time enemies and oppressors of Israel. God promised Saul that Israel would triumph and told Saul all he had to do was completely destroy them and everything that belonged to them. But the people of Israel had other ideas. Saul's approval addiction, his approval addiction kicked in and he caved, giving in to what they wanted. The people wanted, but not God. So kept the king of the Amalekites alive and he allowed the people to take the plunder, sheep, oxen, and the base of the things that should have been destroyed. Why? Because as Saul himself said later on, I feared in 1 Samuel chapter 15 verse 24, I feared the people and obeyed their voices. The tragic thing is what Saul refused to destroy, destroyed him. In the end, it was an Amalekite who killed him in battle many years ago. Now what about David, the giant slayer, 10 king? whom God anointed in Saul's place. David and Saul were actually similar in many ways. The Bible describes them both as good-looking, mighty warriors king who were loved by the people. They were both anointed by God and had the Lord's presence with them. Yet, their lives took on completely different trajectories and left vastly different Legacies today, the flag of Israel flies, the star of David, while the name of Saul has gone down in infamy. What happened? Unlike Saul, David lived above the trappings of man's opinion and approved and approval of him. We see this most clearly in the run in David had with the same enemy that took Saul down. The Amalekites. One day, when David had his army left, one day when David and his army left their camp in Ziklag unattended, the Amalekites raided it, stealing all their belongings and capturing their wives and children. Can you see the contrast between David's situation and Saul's? While Saul was the one who attacked the Amalekites at God's command. And won the battle, David was the one being attacked by the Amalekites. And it looked like he had just lost. With the grief of losing his family and the pressures of having furious men in his own army wanting to stone him, David could have easily caved and taken the path of Israel resistance by going along with whatever his men thought was best but that is not what David did in first Samuel chapter 30 David strengthened himself in the Lord and then he asked the Lord for his opinion on whether or not they should pursue the Amalekites it was only with the Lord's blessing that David chased down the raiders and raided them back recovering everything he and his men has lost and gaining much more. So what was that made 
What was it that made David so different from Saul? What made David immune to an addiction to lights? The answer is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 4. David recounts his beginnings with the Lord. David says, How be it the Lord God of Israel chose me before all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. And among the sons of, the, of my father, he liked me to make me king over Israel. Did you get that? David had already gotten the most important like from the Lord. It didn't matter to him what anyone else thought about him because he already knew what the Lord thought about him. David knew deep in his being that God didn't just love him, but he also liked him. To David, this wasn't just a nice thought. It filled his consciousness and caused him to live with a strong sense of the Lord's constant presence and delight over him. In Psalm 16 verse 8, David talked about the unshakable security that the Lord's affirmation brought him. I have said the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. The best part about all this, the best part about all of this is that you never have to fight or do anything to end God's good opinion. You, you, know, you don't have to fight any battle to end God's good opinion of you because you already have it. It's it's part of your inheritance. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 tells us that by grace we are accepted in the beloved. Just as Jesus was accepted and approved of by the Father before he had even performed a single miracle in his earthly ministry. So today we are unconditionally loved and approved of even before we do anything to try to earn it. Hear your daddy say, over you today. He did. He has done it all for you. You are my beloved son. He says to you. In whom. He is well pleased. This is the ultimate. Like. This is the ultimate affirmation. Your heavenly father. Wants you to walk away with today. Brethren, it is so important that to it is so important to be reminded daily of how much the Lord loves and likes you. As you hear your heavenly Father speaking the words of Matthew three seventeen over you each day, take time to really be conscious of His delights over you. It will give you the confidence and security to go out and. Be the champion in life he made you to be. Amen. Remember to share this podcast. God bless you. Stay strong and stay safe. Bye-bye.